Hitler knows that he will have to break us in this island or lose the war. If we can stand up to him, all Europe may be freed. But if we fail, then the whole world, including the United States, will sink into the abyss. Oh, thank you. CKFL is experiencing very Nazi-like times, and the Kamish continues to suppress our voices. He still refuses to release a record book. What exactly is he hiding? I bet you think that we were all on a two-week bender, but we were not. Unfortunately, as mentioned in this report before, we are experiencing very turbulent times where the commissioner is displaying his power over everyone. He will not allow there to be a coach's poll. Instead, he posts his own power rankings. When is enough enough? We have overcome this oppression, and your podcast remains strong. And we're back! <laughs> uh, how you doing, I'm Brandon? I'm five. I'm not doing great. I, I, oh, really? I oh, you noticed. did notice. But, hey, oh, I, I appreciate I the light. Hand-jabbing. I don't know. Words and stuff. This season sucks. Uh, you know, I thought I was going to have to say the same thing. But then I went on a three-game win streak, soon to be four. Yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, season's turning out pretty good for me. I'm all right with it so yeah, far. Uh, so let's let's recap a little bit of this great season that you're supposedly having, motherfucker. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, so we're not going to recap two weeks of games, but, well, you know what? Screw it. Week four, we'll just not really talk about the games, but we'll recap because I feel like me going over the fact that you beat me would be a travesty. At one point in that game, I was projected to score 131 points, and I finished with 80. I finished with 80. I know you're not watching the Browns game, but Chubb just got hurt. I think you won. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, as soon as Chubb got hurt, I figured it was over, because – the way Chubb was playing, he was going to put up 20 to 25, in my opinion. Like, because he already, he'd already had Probably. like six points and he played for two series, you know. But nope, gets hurt. Done for like six weeks. Story of my life. But man, it was amazing. I loved it. I loved it yeah. so much. Some, some notable games that week. Uh, Wichita won their second game of the year with the dominating blowout over Lehigh, Marysville. Improved to three and one that week with a big time win over Potter, who Potter might be having just as much bad luck as me because he actually, I still think Potter has a good team, yet he has a one and four record. So I don't have a good team. My record is fair. So I've ex- 100% yeah, experienced earned. a lot of bad luck, which, you know, I think at best I'm probably two and three with not as much bad luck, but. It, it is what it is. That's fantasy football. Um, another big game that week was Gerard over Liberty. 
they beat Liberty. And I'm sad we didn't get to talk about that game because that would have been fun with our Nazi commissioner losing to Gerard. Oh, maybe that's why he's suppressing the record book. Also, I apologize, Clint. You're not a Nazi. I will say that right now. But stop suppressing the record book. You're not a Nazi, but stop being right. a Nazi. Well, I just feel bad. We're we're using. I I can't criticize people for using Nazi lightly and then call Clint Spiller a Nazi. So, <laughs> I we're doing a fantasy football yeah. podcast. I feel like we should all understand this is supposed to be silly. Right. Clint's not really a Nazi, but he's a Nazi. Right. All right, so let's let's go a little deeper into this week's game. So we did a two week. Two-week dive. Now we're going into last week's game. I think I said this week, but you know what I meant. Um, first game of the year was – not first game of the year. First game of the week was – Guys, we're, we're rusty. I'm sorry. Just yeah, bear with it's, us. It's, it's been two weeks. Episode. I forgot how to do this. <laughs> Another game where at one point I think I was projected to score like 104 or something, and I scored 70. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Actually, let's let's go back. I, I want to kind of touch, just real briefly touch on all the week okay. four games. You know, just short little comment. That way, nobody feels okay. left out. Um, I want to say a uh, big shout out to Jevin there for uh, pulling off the upset over Scott City, one hundred five to eighty two. Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Scott City, how'd those beaver nuts hang in there for you? It's a hard hold, as Jordy once said. Um, and then Cocker City also pulled off a. What at the time was a massive upset over Ottawa. Uh, Cocker beat the Anarchists 123 to 84. Um, Wichita beat Lehigh. That was expected. Marysville beat Potter. I think probably we would have agreed yeah. that, that should have been expected. Yeah. We went over our stuff. And then you already mentioned Gerard upsetting Liberty. So, but we've talked about everybody now. Hope all you bitches are happy. <laughs> No need to deep dive this, but we're going to deep dive. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but briefly talking about Marysville and Cleveland, Justin Herbert had game of his life. Daryl Henderson had game of his life. Darren Waller caught a fucking garbage time touchdown. Everything that possibly could go wrong went wrong. You know, I had a good performance out of Robbie Anderson, good performance out of Derek Carr, but I also made a mistake not starting Travis Tannehill. Uh did you say Travis Tannehill? Sorry, that's K-State's former tight end, and I listen to a lot of his podcasts, so I get the Tannehills mixed up. Ryan Tannehill. That is not the first time I've done that, and it will not be the last. <laughs> but the week started with Julio Jones being a game-time decision. He didn't play. Jerry Judy, who would have also started for me, game got canceled because of AIDS. I mean, COVID. Uh, I had Jimmy Graham in the starting lineup, switched him last minute. Jimmy Graham scored nine points. My starting tight end scored fucking zero again. Seems a little personal, kind of an emotional investment you have there. I just don't know what I can do. Just everything is going wrong. Josh Kelly projected to score 10, scores two. What in the Sam fuck? (laughs) Even I I don't know how well you watched the Tennessee Buffalo game last night. Didn't watch it at there all. were four to five opportunities for field goals, and every time it was like third and seventeen, and Travis or not Travis, fucking Ryan Tannehill would throw a thirty-yard pass, which would usually resulted in a touchdown. So 
my kicker kicked six extra points because they scored a touchdown every time in the, they were in the red zone. And every time they were in the red zone, they faced a third and long. Every time. This goes back to when I played Clint Spiller three weeks ago. We had two separate quarterbacks. My quarterback, Matt Stafford, got into the red zone eight times. He had zero touchdowns in eight red zone appearances. His quarterback, Josh Allen, only got into the red zone five times. He had five touchdowns on those five red zone possessions. Every week, God is out to get me. It's a conspiracy, and it's fueled by our Nazi leader, Clint. Hey, anybody but Spiller, man. Anybody but Spiller. Yes. I also I have no idea where I was going to end that rant right there. So I'm sorry that I once again went with the Nazi call. It's just. Stop calling. If you called anybody else a Nazi, you would need to apologize. Spiller Nazi? I think everybody here is cool with it. That's fair. Okay. So which will lead us to the Liberty <laughs> Nazis versus the Wichita Weed Bandit. <laughs> uh, this is actually a pretty good game. Um,. Liberty won 108 to 96. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest difference maker on this was that Joe Burrow mm. had a horrible game. Uh, I mean, to be expected against Baltimore, yeah, but only scoring four points. Like that was, that was just the dagger. Right. I, yeah, I a hundred percent. was the game changer. I mean, Drew Brees scored 21 points. That's a 17 point swing to Joe Burrow's four, which, Jordy lost by twelve. That would have won. won the game, nope. right there. Which I, me and me and uh, Clint were actually talking about during the game, and he was defending Jordy for starting Joe. Which I mean, I get the argument. Don't get me wrong. Joe's been playing well. You think you could get some garbage time points? But man, I've watched three complete games by the Cincinnati Bengals. That offensive line is awful. That may be the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Like I, I don't know how many times. Burrow got sacked. Was it eight? It was eight or something nine, stupid like that. Yeah, eight or nine times, and that's not the first time that happened this year. That's the fourth. Won't be the last. Yeah, they've played five games. He's been sacked eight plus times. Four of those five games. Like I would never. I unless you're playing a shitty opponent with not a great front seven, I wouldn't start Joe Burrow. Like, I mean, he's gonna get points on some games. Don't get me wrong, but when you have when you have Drew Brees who, don't get me wrong, Drew Brees hasn't been fantastic this year, but he's still Drew Brees. He's still going to be better than a rookie. Yeah, exactly. So in that sort of game, I understand that, you know, the Chargers have a good defense, just like the Ravens have a good defense, but the Saints also have a good line, and they have a good running back, and they have a good backup running back. And, yes, their starting receiver didn't play, but Emmanuel Sanders is still good. You know, like he's they have um, they have targets. Harder. They have targets. It's on primetime. It's in New Orleans. Whereas this game was in Baltimore. Like yep. like there was nothing about that matchup that made me think Joe Burrow was a good start. I am stunned they projected he would score fifteen. Like at best eleven. <laughs> like which is a very low projection for a quarterback. But yeah. I don't know. I, I, I been more than what he actually scored. Yeah, I understand the the argument that Jordy and Clint were saying. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. I, I think it was a bad play, and 
obviously it was. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, that really is the big key. You don't even have to go into anything else. Like Jordy's team outperformed him everywhere except for that. <laughs> and that was the difference yep. in the game, which that's not saying anything negative about the crushers because they scored 108. That's a good game, you know? So, yeah. Wichita just missed an opportunity to steal a win. Yep. Which leads us to a not as good matchup the Gerard fighting Brocks against the Lehigh Horny Toads, which I also need to note second straight week, I wasn't the lowest scoring team. Second straight week, it was Lehigh with 56. You know, you may not win the relegation race, but he still has a win, and I'm not sure that you're going to get a win. <laughs> it depends how severely injured Nick Chubb is. Like, if Chubb can come back in, like, five weeks, I might steal one of the last wins of the year or something. Cause, <laughs> Maybe. Because, I mean, I, I have a doable tight end now. He just – I have to pick the right one the right week, and it, I'm 0 for 5 so far at picking a tight end. But one of these one of these weeks it has to hit. My receivers are fine. Like I'm good receivers, and Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr are going to get me points at quarterback. My only question mark is running back, which I think I have enough players to put in an RB two. I just don't have a comfortable RB one. And to win, you need an RB one. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so it just for me, it just depends on how healthy Chubb is when he comes back and when he comes back. But by that point, I will probably be 0-11. So. It's going to be great. Yeah. Now, this, this is the matchup um, that we kind of expected at the beginning of the year from Lee and I. Um, if anybody cares, go back and listen to the stuff. But we were not projecting Lehigh to do well. Mm-hmm. He's outperformed what we expected the past few weeks. But this is this is more in line with where we expect him to be kind of in the 50 to 70 range. Yep. I, I completely agree. And um, it's, it's going to get worse too, because the player that was keeping a minute is Dak Prescott and bye. I, <laughs> bye Felicia. Yeah. I, not to be like, that was the most, one of the most gruesome injuries I've ever seen. And I, I hope that comes back from that. And I, from what I've heard, it sounds like it was a clean break, which made the surgery kind of easier to do. So I'm hearing it's a four to six month injury. And when I saw it, I was thinking like eight months to a year. You know? Oh God, that'd be terrible. Yeah. But four to six months, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think Dak will come back strong, but not for Lehigh, you know, season will be over by then. So season's definitely done for yeah, which he still has Ben Roethlisberger, which is good, but I don't think – like, I think what Ben did this week is probably the best he's going to do. He scored 21 points this week. I don't – he might get to 25 or something, but well, – Yeah, he, he threw at least three touchdowns and all he got was 21. Like, yeah. yeah, that's probably about his ceiling. Yeah, but, like, Dak was scoring, like, 40 a couple weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Shut so, the fuck up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's gone. And then once Leonard Fournette comes back, Keyshawn Vaughn will not be valuable and his backups <laughs> aren't any better. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn did lose him two points this week. So that may not be a bad thing. <laughs> right. Team will get better just by not playing that guy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, he's also another 
guy that's suffering some bad luck with the tight end position because Hayden Hurst has not been what anybody expected. Like, I actually thought he was going to be like breakout player of the year, and he's been jack shit. But maybe he turns it around with a new head coach because the Falcons did just fire their coach. So they needed to. They really did. Yeah, they did. Fun fact: uh, their new head coach Raheem Morris was the former defensive coordinator at Kansas State, as well as the former head coach at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, um. I actually think Raheem Morris is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's just overlooked, and uh, he got put with that terrible Bucks team, and they kind of fired him too early because he inherited a two and fourteen team, made him six and ten the first year, ten and six the second year, and then I think they had a bad like five and eleven year or something, and they fired him. And it was just like, dude, come on! <laughs> like in three years, he won more than you'd won in six years prior. You know. Yeah, but, but it's what have you done for me lately? They don't see the progress. I know, I know, but but I mean, it's the same thing. The Browns fired Bill Belichick for a similar situation, like exactly similar. Because I think Bill Belichick, when he went to the Browns, they were like three and thirteen the year before. Then they went six and ten, then ten and six, and then half their offense got injured the next year. They finished five and eleven, and they fired him. And Browns have not been in the playoffs since. So. so it worked out for him. Yep, right. <laughs> and we all we all know what Bill did with the Patriots. So. He cheated is what he did. You're goddamn right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I think Lehigh, yeah, he's, he's he's my competition for relegation. We'll say that. I'm so excited for this race. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Both of you did shitty positions. Right. All right. So, real quick, I just want to say, like, Lehigh being so bad, Lehigh being like my historical, like, CKFL rival, like, seeing him suffer, it's going to help me out in that record book whenever it eventually gets released. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, now we're going to move on to the matchup of two kind of disappointing teams i mean i think dakota's about where everybody expected him to be so it's not necessarily disappointing uh i think a lot of people would have saw winfield as a four and one caliber caliber team at this situation and they're two and three but uh winfield has also went through some pretty not so great luck with michael thomas being a diva slash injured this year and uh mark ingram's role going significantly lower and Lamar Jackson taking a step back a little bit like Lamar Jackson's still solid don't get me wrong but he's not scoring 40 a week like he was a year ago so that regression is a son of a bitch yep it's I mean it's just and it was to be I think we actually mentioned that in one of our previous podcasts but it's to to be expected the same thing happened to Patrick Mahomes granted Mahomes got hurt but even if he hadn't his numbers were not as high as they were the year before yeah his per game pace was not the same like still fucking good but not that same level of difference making good exactly so I mean I I mean I still look at his team and it's like that's a damn good team but I just can't buy a win right now. No. But to be fair, on, on the Winfield side, we expected him to be four, like a 4-1 and a one or maybe even a 5-0. and oh. 
but the issues that popped up for him, the lack of depth, we did also call that and say that if those did rare his head, Winfield's in trouble. Those right. did pop up, Winfield's in trouble, you know? So yeah. in, in a way, this is exactly kind of what we were expecting from Winfield should, yeah. should that same sort of thing pop up. Yeah, I feel you. All right, so going to the Eve Summer douche luckiest matchup of the week, we've got Lawrence Monkey Mafia squeaking one out against Potter, which the reason I say you're a lucky motherfucker is Keenan Allen was set to go off last night. Oh, I know. Scored. I know. Oh, my God. Okay, let, let, me, let me just tell you the story from my perspective. I didn't start out watching this game. Um and I just saw, like, as soon as I opened up the app, I saw Keenan already had eight points. Went, motherfucker! Right. And then I <laughs> and then I scrolled down on some of my notifications that Keenan Allen left the game early. I went, oh, there's hope. The Lord's right. mafia luck has just fucking come into play here. Oh my god! And right. and the key to the game came down to defenses. One of yep. my big bugaboos. Uh, yep. Lawrence won by three. <laughs> defense lost him four. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you, which, San Fran. Which we've got to focus on that. Not only was it the San Francisco 49ers defense that lost four, they were playing the fucking Dolphins at home. Yeah. Oh, in defense of the 49ers, their defense has lost a lot of starters. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. But even with those injuries, forty-three points at home. To yeah. Miami, like, yeah, like, and don't, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm starting to buy the Miami hype train a little bit. They're not a bad team, but they're not good either. They're, they're okay, <laughs> like, like, yeah, bad. They're not good. They're just, eh. <sighs> yeah. Is this one of those weird, like, what the fuck just happened uh, there? I, I will say <laughs> this is this is kind of one of my bugaboos with defenses is that they can lose you so many points. Like, yeah, I also, I also don't thing like where Keyshawn Vaughn, he lost him too. That was rare. It can happen with some of the skill positions, but it's extremely rare. Whereas with the defense losing negative four, that's not really that unheard of. And it's really frustrating. Right. And I mean, uh, God, I don't know. I I feel like defenses are a little. I don't. I don't know if they get enough points. Like, I don't know how to explain. Like, it. like it's it's too fluky. You lose, you lose so many points for giving up points, but a lot of those points come from like your offense turning over the ball and the other offense having the ball at the two. Yeah. You know, but then but then you get two points for an interception and one point for. I a I just don't like but, I don't like team defenses. We'll, we'll say that. I'm sure I know Dakota agrees with me on this. He'll probably switch into that rant when he's on here when he's bitching about the kickers, too. We could always go to adding four defensive linemen, three linebackers, and four defensive or five defensive. Backs. Honestly, going to like a full, like an IDP league, I, I don't want to do it with the KAFL. Yeah. Just I do yeah. want to give a little bit of deference to the tradition, but I think if we like switched everything over and added in. Um, defensive players, I think that could be kind of interesting. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. 
maybe for sure. All right, now moving into our last game of the week, Scott City Beavers beating the Ottawa Anarchists, and uh, oh boy, I'm sorry, Clint Dick, I am so sorry. Like, what a what a rain of luck, <laughs> like. The, like, I think it's a game time scratch for Leonard Fournette, so he has to switch Leonard Fournette out for Anthony McFarland, which Anthony McFarland was projected to score two points and he scored zero. Woo. But he also made a he also made a trade for me just in case Leonard Fournette couldn't play, so he got Melvin Gordon the day after he receives Melvin Gordon. The Broncos game gets canceled because of COVID. And uh, I, it's just that's probably the best thing that happened to him today. He didn't he didn't start Chase Claypool. What an idiot! Chase yeah. Claypool was projected to score three. He scored thirty five. I mean, how could you not see that like, coming? Right? Like, who was who was he going to start Chase or, or who was he going to start Chase Claypool over Jarvis Landry, Juju Smith Schuster, Calvin Ridley? Nah, I mean, the only argument you can make was Jarvis, but even Jarvis is like, no one's surprised that he overscored his projection. You know, Jarvis Landry is a good yep. player. That's just, that's the way fantasy football is sometimes. Just shit. Fantasy football yeah. is a cruel bitch. Yeah. And then you also got to add in, I know Patrick Mahomes scored 29 fantasy points, but if you watch that game, that may have been Patrick Mahomes' worst game of his career. He played terrible against Oakland. Yeah, it was not not great. Yeah, like twenty two of forty three passing. So he barely completed fifty percent of his passes. Still got a bunch of his chunk yards. Only two interceptions, one touchdown, with a rushing touchdown. Which the rushing touchdown is why his point total was so yeah. high. So. I mean, uh, ultimately, I, I know, I know a loss is disappointing here, but Ottawa does have to feel pretty good that he was still able to score ninety six. I know his situation going forward may not look as promising, but he's still scoring good points. He just happened to turn into a really, really hot Scott City team um, who dropped one hundred thirteen on him. So, like, neither team had a terrible game; just one team yeah. had to win. Yep, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, that will lead us into this week's games, um, which I haven't even honestly looked at a single I game. Either. I'm just going to wing it, look at the games, and then bullshit as I go along. So, yep, here we go. I don't want to start with me. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to start with me because it's too depressing. So we're going to go to the Liberty Nazis against the Potter, you poor bastards. <laughs> um Andrew, I want you to change your team name to that. <laughs> Potter Poor Bastards. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll start with I'll start with the Liberty Crushers. Um I think the three three big things to look at right now is how does Josh Allen rebound from a terrible loss? Uh he'll be playing the Kansas City Chiefs defense on Monday night at f- Monday night, excuse me, Monday afternoon at <laughs> <laughs> four o'clock. What in the shit is going on in this world? Um, but I mean, I 
if Derek Allen or Derek Allen, Jesus, Derek Carr, if Derek Carr could rip up that Chiefs defense, Josh Allen probably can too. Another thing is going to determine how is his running backs going to play. It looks like he has a full strength unit again with Zeke, James Connor, and Raheem Moore, Mozart, Mostert. Um, but with that going down, our defense is just going to key in on Ezekiel Elliott. I know Clint was talking about how he thought um, Andy Dalton actually might do better in that role at quarterback than Dak, which I've heard a lot of people say that, and I don't think he's wrong. I think, you know, you're starting to see with Joe Burrow, it wasn't all Andy Dalton's fault. There was no goddamn offensive line. So maybe Dalton's better than we all thought, but we'll find out. And we'll see if Zeke can have a big game too. And then the last thing, looking at this roster, how does DeAndre Hopkins do? He's been fairly quiet the last couple weeks. I think he had some good games, but nothing like, oh, my God, DeAndre Hopkins numbers. Only has two touchdowns on the season. Can he finally find the end zone again? We'll find out. I think I think Hopkins has a pretty good chance of doing that just because Dallas's defense is – not been able to stop yeah, anybody. Yes. So if he's going to have an explosion week, it's going to be this week, which is only fitting yep. given that Spiller is the Cowboys fan of the league. So watch his defense get torched. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Um, over on the Potter side. So um, I assume by the point that this episode gets released, everybody will have heard that uh, Le'Veon Bell has been cut. Uh, there is a apparently good chance that he might end up signing with the Chiefs, if that happens, um, does Clyde Edwards still maintain a role uh, on offense, or does he get bumped for uh, for Bell? Um, does James Robinson still continue to hold any kind of value? He's kind of been dipping down a little bit. Maybe the shock value of him being a new player, nobody was planning on having to uh, game plan against. Maybe that starts dropping down. Um, does AJ Brown continue looking real good? Um, CD Lamb. We talked about the Dallas offense having to switch to a new quarterback. Does Andy Dalton continue with that? Um, apparently this week, Potter's got a lot of questions, you know, and facing facing Liberty, it's, it's not a great week to have questions. No, I got Liberty. I, I do as well. I, Potter's like a shit, so I'm, I'm betting with the luck. No. All right, now we'll go with the massacre, uh, Cleveland versus Ottawa. Currently, Ottawa is projected to win 69 to 68. Nice. But uh, I I have two roster moves that I need to make, and I know Clint also has two roster moves that he needs to make. So, um, you know, if I win, it's all because of luck. This is – Clint's to lose. I think just the fact that he has Patrick Mahomes is enough to beat me. That's my analysis. A reasonable chance Mahomes outscores your team. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. This is there's not much to talk about. I know Ottawa's kind of hurting right now, but he's if there's going to be a week to be suffering like this, you want to be playing Cleveland when you do it. Um, can Cleveland get any production out of any running backs? Uh, does Julio Jones play? Um, Robbie Anderson's probably a solid pick. Uh, Jerry Judy might get you a few points. 
but with that backup quarterback change, who knows? Um, you're going to fuck up your tight end. That's just what happens this year. Given. So I, I don't think there's any question. This should be Ottawa's game. Yep. And if not, then you need to be on a super – uh, worry mode if you're yes. Clint Dick. Yes. Because you also have to remember that Clint traded his ninth round pick. So he only has eight keepers. And I think he has about 10 or 11 players that are worth keeping. So, so he's going to be losing some guys. Yeah. Interesting situation here. Um, which leads us to our next game Marysville at Scott City. Um, another game that I think there's some roster changes that probably need to be made. Um, I believe Scott city currently is starting Le'Veon bell, which he just got cut. So, uh, right now it has the win probability at 63% for Marysville, but I think that will change once everybody makes changes in their rosters, you know, looking over Scott city's team, I don't, know that that necessarily will short of him making some waiver moves or some trades i yeah really his backup options are justin jackson malcolm brown and zach moss so i don't yeah eh, i don't know that there's really much to replace it with so that may not be too far off you're right i i think looking at that that's a tough break for scott city who already lost austin eckler now he loses Le'Veon bell which i do think Le'Veon bell eventually will be more valuable no matter where he ends up just because that Jets team is a dumpster fire, especially for Adam a running Gass back. Is a shitty you know? coach. And the sooner owners figure that out, 100. the better all the NFL will be. 100%. So I, I've got Marysville in this one, um, and I feel bad for Scott City. I do. Uh, yeah. I do too. I think the biggest thing that this is going to come down to is the Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. You know, obviously with Marysville, how does Green Bay do? That tells you how Marysville is going to do. But I think with Tampa, there's a good chance that this turns into kind of a shootout game. It turns into a shootout type game. Marysville is going to fucking light it up. That's just what it is. Um, so I don't know that it. Uh, I don't know that much that the rest of the roster matters that much. I think it strictly comes down to. Tampa versus Green Bay. Oh, and especially with Chris Godwin on the roster. Like it, Tampa versus Green Bay, that's the only game he cares about. The rest, who gives a shit? Uh, yeah. I have to believe in the Packers. Fanboy homerism coming into play here, but I think they're probably going to put up some good points. I think they're going to play real well. Uh, I don't know if this one's as lopsided, yeah, I, but I do have to go with Marysville on this one as well. Yeah, I didn't. I actually hadn't even thought of that because obviously Marysville could change their name to the Marysville Packers with how many Packers they rely on. But if if Tampa Bay has a great defensive day, then Scott City's clearly going to win this yep. game because they'll get points off their defense, and Marysville won't get shit out of their three key spots. So, yeah. It could be interesting, but the way the Packers' offense has been rolling, I think Tampa Bay might win the game, but I think I think it's still going to be a good game. I don't think Tampa Bay blows out Green Bay. Green Bay I did read a days. stat. Um, I think it was that Aaron Rodgers has only ever thrown 
three interceptions in a game four times in his career. And two of those yeah. times were at Tampa Bay. And he is playing at yeah. Tampa Bay. And and I can't I can't mention this enough. That that Tampa Bay defense is not what it used to be. They have a sick pack pass rush and their secondary is elite. So I consider Tampa Bay a Super Bowl contender, but it's not because of their offense, which was what got blown all over ESPN this oh, summer. You know, it's it's because of that defense. Yeah. So, so like I said, I think Marysville is going to win, but I don't think that this one's going to be as lopsided as what it probably appears, unless Green Bay just has a fucking day, in which case, good luck. Exactly. All right, so that leads us to the Lehigh team that might actually be worse than mine against the Winfield Net Grabbers. Which, <laughs> looking at Lehigh's <laughs> Lehigh's roster this week, though, it doesn't look. I mean, the roster doesn't look bad, but the projections in '89. I mean, which I'm assuming that's because of at Alexander Madison getting a extended rule because of. Oh yeah. Cooks oh yeah. Who I'm going to be honest. I've never, never heard, heard of Alexander guy. Madison. So his name is Alexander no. Madison. And there's a million things he has. Is Alexander Madison. <laughs> just you wait, but just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I probably don't get me wrong. I probably should have. I mean, he was the number two back for Minnesota last year, but, I just didn't pay any attention to the that division. So I don't know. Wasn't on my radar. Wasn't on my radar in any of my drafts. So I mean that's that's my fault for not knowing him, but that's a good find by Lehigh to have him ready just in case Cook goes down and Cook went down. So we'll see what he does. Um I don't I just I don't know. Justin Jefferson's either going to get you thirty or nothing. Honestly, apparently, this would be the week so to he's get thirty up against the Atlanta uh, secondary. Like this could be an explosion week yeah. as well. This may be one of the Lehigh fucking lucky weeks, right? But yeah, I don't know. I I think Lamar Jackson's going to go off. I think Derrick Henry's going to go off. I don't know if Oodles Odell Beckham will do anything. Travis Kelsey will get his. I, I just think Winfield has too many weapons to lose this, so especially with home field advantage. So I got the nut grabbers. Yeah, I feel I feel honestly conflicted on this one. I think nut grabbers are probably going to win. I kind of there's a part of me that wants to bet on on Lehigh just because he's got some good matchups yeah. this week. Winfield has some tough matchups. Uh, Mark Ingram versus Philly. Mark Ingram hasn't been doing great. They have a great uh, – Philly has a great defensive line. Um, Odell Becker, Beckham up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's good. Deontay Johnson, does he play? Is he now going to be the number two receiver, maybe even the number three? Um, Travis Kelsey is probably going to have a good game. Uh, Jameson Crowder, though, goes up against Miami. I still like Miami secondary, so maybe that gets them shut down. Um, like I don't know. I think to be contrarian, I'm gonna go ahead with Lehigh. I think this is probably a risky move, and I'm not comfortable with it. But just so that we're not agreeing with everything, I'm gonna go Lehigh. This one. Seth. 
That's good. And in the next week, we got next game, not week. Next game, we've got the Lawrence Monkey Mafia going on the road to the Wichita Weed Bandits, which his current logo probably fits (laughs) his team because that should have been win that was a loss based on an error. It is what it is. But I think this is a tough week for Jordy. He's missing Drew Brees. He's missing DK Metcalf. He's missing Josh Jacobs. Um, he's missing Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> he, currently, unless he makes a trade, he has Jordan Howard and Duke Johnson as his one-two Not running great. back, which that's about on par with mine. Probably a little better as of now, but not a lot. You know. Well, and wasn't so wasn't Jordan Howard a healthy scratch last week? Yep. So basically, he has Duke Johnson, and that's it. Yep. And I mean, Duke's he's going to get like six touches, six to ten touches. So I mean, odds are he scores two to four. You know, in a best scenario. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you're running backs alone with Mixon and Sanders. And then you got Gibson who, who knows that Washington team is so bad, but we've been right about Gibson so far. He's been a decent little player. He just hasn't been like special, but for a rookie, he's having a good year. Um, Yeah. I got you in this. I, I think it's unless Jordy makes a miraculous trade. He's going to have to trade way too much to be able to get anybody of a difference yeah. maker to compete in this one. This is probably one. Yeah. You know, take it with a grain of salt. This is me who's saying this, but this is probably one of those weeks where you just take it with a grain of salt, except you're going to probably get a loss and don't kill your team's future just for one week. All right. So that'll lead us to a tougher matchup with the Gerard Wellbrocks against Cocker City Giant Cox. The Brocks versus Cox. Big Cox. The Brocks versus Cox. Hell yeah. But. Going into this, I don't know. I I don't really know which way to go on this one, so I'm going to actually let you describe. You know, I like the Thundercocks this week. Um, there's a reasonable chance Gardner Minshew gets into a shootout with Detroit. Uh, neither defense is good, so just potentially points galore. And even if it's not garbage time points, Gardner Minshew is going to have a good game. Kenyon Drake up against Dallas. Kenny Drake hasn't had a great year, but it's Dallas. That's so, not a good game. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got Kareem and Hunt, who's now number one. He's going up against Pittsburgh, so a little bit tough matchup. Mike Evans, I talked about, probably going to be in a shootout okay. with uh, Green Bay, so probably some points there. Cooper Cup against Stan Fran, so up against nobody. Um, tight end's been his big weakness, so Doss. Knox could get some points if Josh Allen decides to target him in the red zone, but this is basically a touchdown boomer bust. Same sort of thing with Marquise Brown up against Philly. Does he catch a touchdown or not? If he does, it's probably like an 80-yard touchdown, so he scores him a bunch of points. Like I I, I don't know. Tucker's been really good this year. I, I like what his team has done. It's been better than what I was expecting. And with, with the uh, – benefit of having Hunt. I know he lost uh, Dalvin Cook, but Hunt's going to make up for for that difference. He still has a good team. I, I'm going Cocker this week. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to respectfully disagree. I don't think he said anything that's like necessarily wrong by any means, but I think Gerard has a couple more playmakers that <clears throat> I think will give them the edge. Um, Tom Brady going up against the Packers, uh, you know, that's a that is a primetime matchup that's going to determine a lot of games this week for our league. Um, but I, I think Brady's going to put up points this week. I think it's going to be a great game, him and Aaron Rodgers and an amazing duel. Um, who can score more? <laughs> I mean, that's football. You got to score more points to win. That's my John Madden quote ever. of the week. Who gets more points? But, that wins. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyways, uh, but I think it's going to be a big scoring game for Brady. Uh, David Johnson has a tough matchup against Tennessee, but he's still David Johnson, and they're going to have to turn to him. So maybe he can get a couple touchdowns there. Mike Davis has been an absolute stud since McCaffrey has been injured. Adam Thielen is a legit number one receiver. Who Julian Edelman, what kind of game is he going to have? He's playing Denver. Denver's defense is decimated with injuries. Um to be honest with you, I don't know who his tight Robert end is. Tanyan? Tanyan! Is that just – was he originally set to be the starting tight end in Green Bay no, or did it just no, kind of happen this No, all season the talk was about Tanyan being the starter over Sternberger. People just didn't want to listen. And Tanyan uh, in some of the playoffs – was it last year, year before? Um, he made some big clutch oh. plays in the playoffs. That, yeah, yeah, I knew who was going to be the future. Gotcha. Well, so far, Tanyan, I mean, fantasy-wise, his numbers have been great. But, I mean, he only has 13 catches. But of those 13 catches, five are touchdowns. So, will that will that keep up? Will he cool off? Or will he be another fantasy owner that gets, like, one to three points from his tight end, like the majority of us? But still, anyways, it's a potential boom player and potential bust player as well when you say that. Um Flex, I'm not a big fan of Ronald Jones, but if Fournette's out, that's a great flex play. If he's not out, that's a tough matchup. Uh, Rams against San Francisco, that is a great defensive matchup right now with San Francisco being what they are. And he <laughs> I'm has a so kicker. glad you got into it. Like, <laughs> he has a kicker. It doesn't really matter. There's no one well, I will say no, I will say kickers. If you have the right kicker on the right team with a team that can move the ball but isn't great in the red zone. It's a valuable piece. Fairborn, I can never pronounce his first name. Kamine, is it Come Kamai on, Fairborn? Fairborn? Yeah. Anyways, he's widely inconsistent, as is the Houston offense. All I can say is he's got a kicker. So, I don't know. It's a tough matchup, but I'm going to lean towards Gerard. But I understand why you'd pick the Cox. So, if we can talk to Jordy, I will have words from Jordy here. If not, well, I'll play in old words from Jordy. We got beers, guns, food, and shit, or whatever he said. He's no. never said any no, of that yeah. before, but he just said. <laughs> I'm like half awake right now. Said, we so. got beer, guns, food, and shit. No, he never said any of that. <laughs> he just used that voice, kind of. But. <laughs> All right, here are words. Having nothing but hopes, prayers, thoughts, dreams, and beer. The Weed Bandits 
will prosper, or they might not. Also, roll tide. Fuck you. Would you dance if I asked you to dance? Or would you run and never look back? Would you cry if you saw me crying? And would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble if I touched your lips? you laugh? Oh, please tell me this. Now would you die for the one you love? Hold me in your arms tonight. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the Stand by you forever You can take my breath away